At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. And welcome to First Strike right here on Visa. And I'm your host, Dave Ross. For the next hour, we're going to break down everything involved with UFC 273 from Jacksonville, Florida. Tomorrow night, Saturday night, it should be a really good one. We have two title bouts on hand. Of course, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky going to put that 145-pound strap on the line against the Korean Zombie. Then we go down a weight as we get the rematch between Aljo, Aljermaine Sterling, who is the champion against the interim champion that is... Peter Yan. Had some great fights. It's a very deep card, obviously, when you get a pay-per-view like we're going to get tomorrow night. Here to help me break it all down for the next hour, we're going to have Lou Finicaro, Jordan Sherwood, and Reed Kuhn. But again, I say this each and every week. The man that does the job here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas is Nick Kalikas. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Fight Odds. Does a great job with On the Line on UFC as well. Nick, always great to have you back. A great job on Tuesday as we did First Strike, First Look, looking ahead to First Strike today. I'm always interested in the three days. And we've got in the in the main three fights, two title bouts, and of course, whenever you have Chimaev back in the card, it feels like a, a third main eventer here. We saw these odds again, very big for the faves. Mm-hmm. In the last three days overall, are you seeing parlay action coming in on those three or anybody uh, biting the dog a little bit? No, we're getting some bites on the dog. We are starting to see some more dog action come in. A lot of more recreational pr- play right now, which is needed right mm-hmm. for us, especially with everybody parlaying the favorites. So the parlay action is still coming in on the favorites, but we are starting to get more straight bets on those dogs. I just feel like, and again, we're going to talk about it with all of our experts, including you, Nick, that this might be that week that there might be a parlay buster 
out there with one of these three uh, fights, certainly in the top half of this card. Let's get to the main event here, and let's get to Alexander Volkanovsky against the Korean Zombie here. Uh, you got to lay over $7 if you want to play Volk here again. You can make the case if Max Holloway is the best 145-pounder we've ever seen, Volk beat him twice. Whether or not we agree in the scorecards <laughs> or not, they're very competitive bouts. Right. He only has one L to the ledger here. And then you look at uh, Chen Sung Jung here, the zombie, and he's been in a spot like this. He is getting a little bit longer in the tooth, but just two years senior of Volk. Is this a spot where it's mispriced? Do you think it's rightfully priced at over $7? To be honest with you, it is mispriced. It's a little bit high. But that being said, I think he's a rightful solid favorite here. So it makes it tough and difficult to come in on the junk side anyway, despite what I'm saying. But the line is definitely overpriced. I mean, Jung's a quality fighter. We've right. seen it time and time again. Has great wins. He has the ability to finish the fight, so he doesn't even hit, need to hit the scorecards more times than not, right? He's going to have some size, too. A lot of people are talking about that in the social media space right now, right? Leading up to the fight day, because we're seeing all the, like, you know, the poster signings, just some background scenes that the UFC does a good it's job doing. long. Yeah, he is, right? <laughs> so, so, that's the, interesting. And there you, you look at it here with the zombie and the physical problems that he can cause Volk. But the thing about Volkanovsky, and it really, to me, showcased itself in the Brian Ortega fight, that Volk is kind of a, a freak in, in a really good way, where he's got this 145-pound frame, but really long arms. And, you know, Ortega had him stopped twice, and yet he wasn't stopped and figure out right. a way to escape and survive in advance, if you will. That's what makes it so hard to bet against him. But I'm kind of with you when I look at the, the physical traits of it. You go, boy, I feel like the zombie might have a, might be a live dog here. Four and a half right now is where the over-under has been set. Any action coming in either way here? Yeah, we're still starting to see trickles. We're getting trickles, not starting to see, but we're getting trickles on the under more so than the over still. Because I think, again, the finishing ability as the fight progresses, five-round fights are always tempting to go on the under, especially if you get two quality guys and, and the finish could be there potentially. So we are seeing more bites on the under right now. Yeah, and I look at that and you see some of the ways you can play this here. If you don't want to play the big number with, with Volkanovski, you could get him inside the decision to win by finish would be plus money at plus 150. And again, if you think the zombie can get the stoppage there, it's almost the same price tag yeah. at plus $7. So, you know, get plus five on the challenger, a little bit more if he can win by finish. Is there any value? Are you seeing any anybody jump in yet on any of those bigger numbers? Um, yeah, we're always going to get some bets on there. Nothing significant, though, as of yet, right? So nothing crazy, no max limit bet, you know, right. nothing from Sharps. But that being <laughs> said, we are going to continue. When you see 16-1, to 7-1, to I mean, we're going to have some trickles on those as well. But yeah, nothing to report as of no. But I, you're right, man. I think even if you're only getting plus 200 on the finish ability, I think that's probably the path to victory for Jung. So if you're going to look at something, maybe look at that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't see a scenario necessarily where he can win on points, but I do think, obviously, uh, we, we've seen it. Volkanovski has been close to being stopped before yeah. by Ortega. I wonder if the zombie can get the job done. Let's go to the co-main event of the evening. And again, you go down to Aljo, who is the champion. We haven't seen him in a while. Coming off injury, uh, he's going to take on Peter Yan in a rematch. Now, for all of us that remember the first fight, I know Peter Yan backers were like, wait a minute, how in the world did you stop this illegal strike, DQ, Aljo gets the belt, then the bad blood really started because Al Jermaine, right after he won, said, I don't want to win it like this. Then he's out in Las Vegas partying with the belt, and I think that stuck in yep. the craw of Peter Yan. Hey, the first time around, Nick, if, if memory serves, it was early on, not that big a favorite, got bet up to Yan to almost $2, 250 and now we're almost doubling that here in the rematch. How has the money come in so far? Yeah, it ended up actually closing the first time around around a pick em price, right? I was able to get even money, a little bit of wow. plus money, you know, laying minus 110, not bad. So I feel... 
awful, honestly, at this new price. Because, you know, we, we hit the right target. We were on the right direction, right, sure. with Jan, the Jan side, and we crushed the line. Now, you've got to lay minus 400. So, yeah, I do think the line is a little bit overpriced. Sterling, at this point, is getting disrespected, to be honest with you. He was competitive early on in that fight. He was. And if he makes a few tweaks, I think he can adapt and make this fight even closer this time around. So, it's difficult for me to lay 4-1, to one, but the parlays and the straight bets are coming in on Jan. No question. The one thing I have noticed is I saw at some places here earlier this week is almost $5 for Jan. Yeah. So maybe a little bit of the buyback just on the straight side here for Aljo. What about the over-under again? Four and a half. And it feels like people want to play the over here. But more people are playing the under still because mm. I think what happened last time. And I think a, a lot of people aren't respecting Aljo as far as his durability as it goes late. Because we saw as the fight progressed last time, he was getting... Kind of torched. Was, yeah. yeah, he was getting beat up pretty bad, right? So I think a lot of people aren't aren't believing that he's going to make it to the scorecards, and we're going to see the similar scenario maybe round four, round five, he starts getting really bad for him. So people are betting the under so more so than the over right And they're now. plus 100 right now at the under four and a half rounds. And to that point, Aljo's going to have to find a, a gas tank if he wants to go all yep. five. I just don't know if I can see it where he wins by decision. And you look at that number, that's why it's, it's so highly priced at eight to one. Because is he really going to be able to outwork Peter Jan for five rounds and, and retain the belt? That that would be a big if in, in, in my think tank. But for me, I think I'm, I'm probably more tempted to take a decision prop on Sterling than anything else. Only hmm. because, I mean, last time, again, a lot of people can argue the first couple rounds were really close. But they were close. If he steals one more round, if he gets that conditioning up to par and steals the third round or is really competitive. We know the state of MMA judging. We talk right. about it all the time. It's <laughs> oh, awful. So you don't know what these guys are going to score. So if it's competitive, it's... It's a coin flip type of decision when it hits the scorecards. So if you're getting plus 800 or so, I think that might be an interesting and intriguing spot to look at, especially if it hits the scorecards. You don't want to be laying 400, 500 if it hits the cards with Jan. Trust me. Talking with Nick Leakes, of course, follow him on Twitter as I do, at Fight Odds. You just made a great point. And, and I see this on MMA Twitter to all the time. People, I got job with that decision. I've won wagers that I don't think I should have won, and I've lost ones I should have won. When you let it go to the judges... All this stuff kind of goes out the window, yeah. right? It is so subjective when you get those three people watching the fight, and sometimes it looks like they don't watch the same fights we do. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's the most frustrating thing about MMA betting. It's, you just don't know what the judges are going to look at or what they're going to see and what they prefer. And a lot of people I hear blaming the organizations, yeah. whether it's UFC or outside of the UFC, it's the athletic commissions that are selecting these judges. It has nothing to do with the organization at all. So they get frustrated just as much as we do, right? So that's the difficult part. And I don't know if it's ever going to get better. That's a sad thing. Well, again, and for some of us old boxing aficionados, us from the 80s and the 90s, certainly. I mean, I remember even the 2000s, Manny Pacquiao against Timmy, Timothy Bradley. is one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. It happens in different sports, yeah. people. So, so don't blame Dana White. Blame the UFC. <laughs> this is the commissions that assign these judges to these fights. I, I got to be honest, Nick. I might be most intrigued by the only the first non-title fight uh, in the main main card here, and that's Gilbert Burns at 175 uh, 170 pounds against Kazmat Chemaev. When you look at what happened in 2020 with COVID, it feels like Chemaev was the breakout star. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he broke out in a big way. And he didn't spend a whole lot of time in, inside that octagon. He got his job done quickly. This is still Gilbert Burns. And now Chumayev is almost a $5 favorite. Is there any respect on the dog? Is there umber all coming in <laughs> on Kamzat? The straight bets coming in on the favorite, on uh, Chumayev, of course. But we are, again, at plus 350, you're going to get Gilbert Burns money, especially on fight day. There's no doubt about it. A lot of people with the bankroll, with a little bit of cash to blow, especially not even handicap of the fight, they're going to look at that price tag and they're going to bet Gilbert Burns. Because they know what kind of quality fighter he is, especially in the welterweight division, right? Man. He made it towards that title shot. He gave Usman some problems early out of that fight as well, <laughs> yes. right? And, I mean, he's just, just such a quality fighter. Anywhere the fight takes place, he can win this fight. So, for Chumayev, this is the ultimate test. This is a huge step up in competition. But... 
man, again, another spot where I think he's the rightful solid favorite and he's probably going to win this fight. So all three dogs that we're talking about, I think are very quality underdogs that could pull off this upset. But if you put a gun to my head, sort of speak, as they say, Mm -hmm. I'd have to say all three chalk favorites probably win. Well, that's the thing, right? Because we're going to see it here, and you've already seen it, where they're going to be everybody playing the big favorites for the parlays, and maybe on the straights, on just the individual wagers, they're going to play for the dogs, right? right? But the parlay guy's going to go, let me just take all these three favorites and lump them in. But it does feel like there's the potential for a parlay buster with one of those three. I'm right there with you. Of course you lean to the favorites, but I think you have all live dogs in these scenarios, so it should be pretty wild how that plays out. Uh, I, look, very good card, very deep card. Mackenzie Dern against the Tiny Tornado here and, and Tisha Torres. What are you seeing here volume-wise? Anything? Wow. It's been crazy. Yeah? Oh, I can't believe how much like handle we're writing on this fight. I mean, early on, it was sharp action that came in. It hit the Torres side, believe it or not. So we drove the line up a little bit, respecting the sharp action. Again, we took over the limit bets at that time. And then we got sharp resistance back on the Dern side as well. And now you're seeing more money come in Dern. So Dern is the public side. She's also a sharp side for a lot of betters out there. And Torres is a sharp side as well. So this is a pick em type of fight with conflicting information coming in both ways here. For Nick, sure. great information as always. Got to check him out. UFC on the line. Nick Kaligas, follow him at Fight Odds. When we come back, Lou Finacaro is going to join us. Come on back. We're going to break everything down. It is first strike right here. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? 
Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Peace in these sports betting now. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you plenty of ways to bet on the UFC. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you're going to be able to bet on more ways than just the main event. DraftKings has great odds on fight lines, total rounds, and futures for MMA events. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Dave Ross back here on VEASAN. This is First Strike. It is always a pleasure to be joined by Lou Finicaro. You can follow him on Twitter as I do, at GamBlue. And uh, Lou, very quickly, you have the Bout Business Podcast. And I always like to tell the people about it. What do the people get when they listen in to the Bout Business Pod? 
Well, first of all, Dave, thanks for having me on. Uh, the Bout Business podcast drops each week. There's a UFC card, and it's 16 minutes of the final releases that I have each week. I tape after the weigh-ins, so it's an easy way to get to go to one resource, get the final uh, list of selections for me. Uh, if you're not listening to First Strike, those two releases do overlap a great deal. Well, good. I hope that they uh, watch us here in First Strike and also listen and check out the Bout Business Podcast. Lou, I want to start with a fighter and his nickname that my mom is not going to like. She loves you and she loves this show, but she does not love, from hell, Vince Pichel, who's going to take on Mark Madsen. Uh, this number has been very intriguing this week to follow it. What do you make of uh, Pichel here in this matchup against Madsen? Uh, I make for a really interesting fight. Pichel, 39, and he's only about a year and a half older than Madsen. Now, what he does have besides a year and a half is a vast amount of experience in the UFC, whereas Madsen was a silver medalist in the, the Olympics and only is, you know, five, six fights deep as a, as a uh, professional fighter, less in the UFC. Madsen's a crippling wrestler, but that expends a lot of energy, and he's gassed in fights that he's used that wrestling in. And in his last fight against Guida, he went to the feet, and he was uncomfortable and awkward and barely won a decision. I think Pichel's much more well-rounded, knows what to expect, has been in there with the likes of Gregor Gillespie before and fought him somewhat competitively until the fourth round. I think, excuse me, until the third round. I think Pichel's in a really good spot here. He opened minus 150. And there's been love coming in on the silver medalist, which is great because now you can get Pichel minus 120 or, quite honestly, a great consideration, Pichel via decision plus 175. Wow, that's a way that uh, you always seem to find that plus money. That could be a good way to do that with From Hell, Vince Pichel. Of course, Lou is coming to us from Arizona. Uh, let's talk about Gilbert Burns here because I know, Lou, you and I talked earlier this week in the Lombardi line right here in Vison against uh, Kamzat Chemaev. And Chemaev is, of course, everybody looks at him. If, if he's not the future, he might be the present at 170 pounds. Gilbert Burns isn't that far removed from that thought process, right? He got his title shot against Kamaru Usman, actually had his moments in that fight before being stopped there. You could have gotten him at about plus $4 early in the week. That number is now gone here at DraftKings, and now it's down to plus 350. It feels like Gilbert's starting to get some respect. Does he get your respect in this fight? He absolutely gets my respect in this fight. Uh, for what he's done in the body of work he's produced. But let's not forget, he a lot of that body of work was done at lightweight, 155. Gill's undersized for 170, even though he's enjoyed success there. Meanwhile, this other kid won't be at 170 long because he's going to grow out of that. But right now he's young, he's fast, he's lethal. And, and while I do think Gill is getting disrespected to a degree, I can't believe he's getting disrespected so much that I could bet on him. Hmm. Rather, the over one and a half, or even more preferably, you mentioned DraftKings, which has a smattering of great opportunities. If you're shopping there, they have to, the fight starts round two. That's where I would go with this fight. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on Gill 
but my bet on Gill is to get to round two, and that's only a minus 160 or minus 170 proposition. You want to go over one and a half if you don't have DraftKings. You can look at that as well. That's more. Uh, that's closer to minus 120 or so. But I think that what we need to see is uh, Chamayev get tested a little, and I think Gill's up to that. You know, Lou, uh, I, I'm right there with you in that handicap, and that's exactly the way that I've broken down this fight this week, too. My respect for, for Gilbert Burns will manifest itself in the over. I'm right there with you. I think it's one of the smartest plays of the week. Uh, let's get to the main event here. When you look at Volk, Alexander Volkanovsky here, I don't know if you regard him as the best 145-pounder we've seen. He did beat Max Holloway twice. And he's going to take on the Korean Zombie here. Now, the Zombie right now, you can get him at about plus $5 on the comeback. you got to lay over $7 if you like Volk. And I know you might like him, but I know you don't like to lay those price tags. How are you attacking this main event? I'm attacking it by trying to de determine if it's going to be Volkanovski in a long decision kind of a fight, which the over-under at four and a half wants us to, to feel like that's plausible, or if it's an inside-the-distance kind of consideration. And when I look at this fight, I see one guy in his prime, one guy not. And while there's some physical advantages to uh, the Korean zombie, he he's... 30, almost six years old, has served in Korea's military, he's been in some wars, and he's been knocked out. Volkanovski's in his prime, used to play rugby at 205 pounds, and I think he feels a little disrespected. If, you ha if we look at it, he's completely dominated Brian Ortega, uh, beat Max Holloway twice, and before that, it was Aldo. And when the Korean Zombie fought Brian Ortega, who's not a striker, Ortega pieced him up. This is a bad spot for the Zombie. And so I'm Volkanovski inside the distance, plus 175. That That's where I'm going to land. Uh, absolutely. Again, that's how Lou finds those numbers for you. You can get it at plus 180 here at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you like Volk to go ahead and, and get that done, KO, TKO, or DQ, and you don't want to lay that big number. You know, Lou, I know that you are you're always locked in, certainly when it comes to the weigh-ins. And and kind of a two-part question. I want to get back to Chimaya very quickly because you mentioned he's eventually going to get out of this weight class at 170. He will be a 185er uh, for probably the majority of his career. Any problems that you saw for him making weight against Gilbert Burns, or did he make it just fine in your estimation? No, it, it, it actually, I was forced to be a little reluctant, and that's why I went to Fight Starts too, Dave, because Shemaev was one of the first on the scale, looked great. He's struggled with 170 in the past, but not today. And, uh, you know, th that I, I would have preferred he struggled, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, he did not. Now, the other one that I want to bring up, it, what you observed today at the weigh-ins, would be Aljamain Sterling as he takes on uh, Peter Yan in the co-main event here. Because I saw a lot of chatter about this on Twitter. He's very emotional up there. And, you know, some people would say, Lou, that that's because people don't understand what it's taken for him to get back to this spot to defend his crown. I put that in air quotes because a lot of people don't think it's his crown. They think it's Peter Yan, who is the interim champion. Did you glean anything from the weigh-ins uh, between those two combatants today? Just enough for me to not use that fight in any way. I'm going to watch and see what happens. That was too much emotion for me, mm -hmm. and emotion isn't good in fighting. I'm right there with you. I was a, a little, I don't want to say taken back, but it definitely caught your attention when you saw Aljo up there on the scale today. Again, he's a sizable underdog against Peter Young. Uh, there's some some ladies' fights that I'm very intrigued by. One of them, of course, is the Tiny Tornado, and uh, Tisha Tor uh, Torres, as she's going to take on somebody that we all thought Mackenzie Dern eventually would take 
take over this division. She has not done that. What do you make this matchup a pretty evenly matched fight? It, it appears on paper. The UFC has a habit of taking singularly dimensioned fighters and forcing them to develop their game. And that's what's happened with Dern. Uh, Torres is undersized for the division, but she's much more quick. She's uh, better on the feet. And the big octagon will favor her, provided this fight stays on the feet. Dern, who struggles with wrestling, has got to find a way to get Tisha Torres to the ground. And to me, since she found a way to get Marina Rodriguez to the ground in their last fight, albeit only one time in a loss, uh, Marina Rodriguez is a long, lanky, Mm -hmm. tall, strong gal. Tisha Torres is small. And I think if we can get Dern to get her hands on Torres, this fight will go in Dern's favor. I like Dern in this fight. As do I. I want to ask you about Aspen Ladd against Rocky Pennington here. Pennington, the veteran, the solid favorite here. Uh, Ladd's starting to, we'll figure out what she's going to become, certainly in the UFC. She's uh, about plus 150 we're seeing in the comeback. Do you like the, uh, the underdog in this spot? Uh, A great deal. I like the underdog in this spot. Uh, Pennington took this fight relatively short notice, although she was training all the time. Tisha Torres is her partner, so they train together. She was in good shape then, but this is all about Aspen Lab being disrespected, and I think she'll show that. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you on that one, too. Again, plus 150 right now here uh, in that fight. Let's see if Aspen Lab can live up to some of that potential 9-2. and two. Rocky Pennington, of course, the veteran at 13-9. and nine. Uh, Hey, Lou, always appreciate it. Again, check him out. Uh, you've got to follow him on Twitter at Gamble and the Bout Business Podcast. Lou, enjoy the fights, and I can't wait. UFC 274 is coming out your way to Arizona. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks, Dave. Good luck, everyone. There he is, Lou Finnecaro, everybody. When we come back, Jordan Sherwood's going to join us from Chicago. Come on back. It's First Strike on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Well, check out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks in Vegas and around the entire country. Download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross back here on VEASAN. This is First Strike as we get ready for Saturday night's UFC 273 card. It is always a pleasure to be joined by Jordan Sherwood in Chicago. He is the host of the unnamed MMA podcast each and every week. I have to ask you, Jordan, does it have a name yet? Well, no, we're just going to go another week because we had winners last week. So why change up the vibe that we got on the podcast? Uh, <laughs> when we when we run out of winners or we, we need to get a little bit more creative, fine. Then we'll come up with a name. But until that point, the unnamed MMA podcast. It's rolling on and it's been very profitable. Let's uh, let's go to a little bit deeper uh, into this uh, card here on UFC 273. And we'll get back to the, the big marquee fights uh, before we're done with our time here. But Ian Gary is on this card. He's laying almost $4 now. This has been bet up significantly in the coming weeks here, preparing for this fights against uh, Darian Weeks, who's now plus 290 on the comeback year. What do you make of Gary? Because there's obviously a lot of hype around this kid. Yeah, there certainly is. And and it's not just because like he took photographs with Conor McGregor when he was 14 <laughs> years old. I mean, 
the UFC is high on him. We know this now. Like the UFC does a very good job, and they're not, you know, boyish about it. Uh, they're not going to hide away from it. If they like somebody, they're going to promote him. Uh, we saw it a couple weeks back with Patty Pimblett. This is another example of a guy they're extremely high on. It's a showcase fight, an opportunity for Ian Gary. And kind of similarly to, to the Patty Pimblett fight, like there were questions about Ian Gary in his first fight. He got tagged a little bit, but was able to get a late finish in the first round. This is another winnable fight. This is another fight that it's going to be where Ian Gary wants it, and that's on the feet. And, you know, Darian Weeks is no slouch. And he's a talented fighter. He showcased that on the uh, Contender Series, and, you know, his record reflects that. But I think Ian Gary is set up to win this fight, win it very convincingly, win it via finish. So I'm going to play the under for sure. I think mm. I think Darian Weeks has too big of a leaky defense. Ian Gary is going to be able to utilize his length his variety of striking, but actually a small prop that I'm going to play is uh, Gary via submission. I think he's going to be able to tag during weeks, get him to the ground and maybe, you know, lock in an armbar or a guillotine. So uh, I'm all about Ian Gary. I think he's uber talented. It's, he's going to get a dramatic step up in competition his next time out, but he should win the fight and should win it handily. Hey, under one and a half rounds, plus money there, plus 140. But I, I like where you're going there to try to find the value instead of laying the big number. At almost $4, you can find better ways to get that if you like Gary, which you do, obviously, in this fight. I talked a little bit about this with Luke Finnecaro with Aspen Ladd against Rocky Pennington uh, in this fight here. You know, Aspen Ladd, she's heard the critics, right, that maybe she's not what we all thought she was going to be coming in here. We know how durable and tough Rocky Pennington is. She's a solid favorite in this fight. What do you make of this matchup? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, what what to make of Aspen Ladd? I mean, talk about critics. Her corners are her own critics, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's been it's been documented several times in her fights. Wake up. You're in a fight. Get it together. And Aspen Ladd was flat her last time out against Norma Dumont. So that doesn't give me any confidence whatsoever, even though Raquel Peddington has taken this fight on short notice. Look, we know Raquel Peddington is always game. She's always in shape. Obviously, she was preparing Tisha Torres for her fight, her big fight against Mackenzie Dern later on in the card. And Raquel Peddington looked great her last time out. I mean, she surprised a lot of people as a live dog in that fight against Massey Chasson. And look, I, I think Raquel Pennington's going to dirty this fight up. Aspen Ladd's not, you know, going to, you know, I guess bring to the table something that Raquel Pennington's not going to be prepared for. But I, I don't know if it's worth a dollar 75 because there's that little bit of me. And I think you were hitting at it, Dave, like Aspen Ladd at times has shown like she is a title contender. Uh, it's just n not enough trustworthiness for me. She's too inconsistent. So my honest play is actually I'm staying away from this fight hmm. because of Aspen Ladd and just I just can't trust her. But Raquel Pennington, short notice, she also is somewhat a bit untrustworthy, even though she's on a three fight win streak. So I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I stay away from a play actually on this fight. If you need me to pick a winner. I'm going to go with Rocky because she's surging right now. Aspen Ladd, too consistent, inconsistent for me. Well, I think that that should be a lesson to everybody out there. You don't have to wager on every fight. And to Jordan, to your point there, you don't know which Aspen Ladd you're going to get. So I know it's tantalizing when you see that price uh, plus price tag. It's tantalizing to me 
because we all want to see the best of Aspen Ladd, but we do know how tough and durable Rocky Pennington is. So just again, buyer beware out there. If you don't like to fight like Jordan does, you can always lay off and live to to wager another day. Let's get to Mickey Gall, who's always a very interesting. I, I don't know if he's a fan favorite as he's matured here in his UFC career, but he is an underdog here uh, in this fight coming up. Are, are the best days of Gall behind him, or do we think the youngster who's now, I guess, a veteran at 30 can start to, to show some of the promise we thought we'd see years ago? I don't think it's that. I think it's just that we know who Mickey Gall is. I mean, Mickey Gall is a good wrestler. He's got a good guillotine, but, you know, he's a guy that's going to, you know, tire out. And Mike Malott, you know, comes in also with a lot of hype, a lot of finishes under his name. You know, it's funny that they're both the same age, but Mickey Gall has the advantage. He made his, you know, MMA debut uh, or just one fight, I think, before getting to the UFC and getting that fight against CM Punk. Uh, so look, I, I like Mallon in this fight. I think he's going to present problems. He's going to push a, a hard pace and, and likely get his, uh, if his hand raised via decision, I'm not sure if we see a finish in this fight. All right. Well, I'm still, again, as a, as a buddy of CM Punk's from doing shows together, that Mickey golf fight, uh, certainly stained me on Mickey, but he was a class guy in victory. So we'll see if he can go forward and try to get an upset win. Anthony Hernandez is another guy here that you know, a lot expected of him, kind of a fast riser, had some stumbles here. Now pretty sizable favorite here at almost minus $2. What do you make of Hernandez in a prelim action this week? Yeah, I like him. I, I like him. I think that we, we saw a lot of, you know, his skill set is, you know, when he made a shocking upset, he's a little bit inconsistent, kind of similarly what we've talked about with Aspen Ladd. But I think, a guy making his UFC debut and Josh Fremd, you know, is not prepared for the skill set, the level of competition that Anthony Hernandez is already there. He looked good on the weigh-ins uh, earlier uh, today. So I'm going to throw out a prop and say Anthony Hernandez via submission. I think Ooh. he could catch it very close to $2, about $1.50, $1.75 on the uh, plus money. Again, if you don't want to lay the bigger number, that's where Jordan can try to find you a pathway to victory and really capitalize on it. Okay, let's get to, it almost feels like there's three main events, right? Because obviously, whenever you have Chimaev back in the octagon, taking on Gilbert Burns, you know, everybody wants to see if Kamzat is ready for that next step up. What do you make of the big price tag here? He was a revelation of 2020. Is Gilbert Burns going to be the first guy to push back against him? I don't think so. And I love Gilbert Burns. And Gilbert Burns is a guy that fought for the championship, and he's extremely skilled. Uh, but I think Shemaev is the real deal. Yeah, four, 475, too much delay. But you're going to get plus money inside the distance. You're going to get plus money uh, uh, if you want to get cute with TKO or submission. Uh, I think Shemaev steamrolls Gilbert Burns. I think they match up very similarly on the feet. I think Shemaev has a little bit more power. So then what are you going to lean on? Are you going to on, lean on Shemaev's wrestling and his top game? or? relying Gilbert Burns' uh, submission skills off of his back as a Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills. I'm going to go with Shemaev. I, I think that he is the real deal. Again, it's been probably said to death, but the dude has taken one significant strike <laughs> in four UFC fights. Just one in his first UFC fight, and that was a jab. So the guy is relentless, and I can't wait till he fights Colby Covington next because that's the fight that Dana White says is next if he gets his hand raised tomorrow night. Wow. That certainly would get everybody's attention if that does come to fruition. Okay, Aljo was very emotional on the scale. We saw that. Talked a little bit about that with Lou Finicaro uh, in Peter Yan in the rematch. We know what happened the first time. It looked like a fight that Yan was on the way potentially to victory. He was taking over that fight before an illegal strike, and he got the DQ. Now, you look at it in, in verse number two, if you will, of these two, and Yan is a huge favorite here. Is this priced accordingly in your estimation? 
I, I don't think so. I, I think it should be priced similarly what it was in the first fight. And Jan was the favorite, but he was closer to three dollars. Look, I, I picked Aljamain Sterling to win their first fight, and I was the beneficiary of an illegal <laughs> knee. So I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I picked Aljo. I, I don't think Sterling wins this fight, but I think people got to remember too. He was in that fight for two, two and a half rounds. It really was the third, end of the third, and into the fourth round that that Jan started to kind of cruise and and pull away, but. Sterling is a tough out of the three fights, which are all major favorites, big underdogs. I think Sterling is the livest of all three dogs between the Korean zombie, uh, Gilbert Burns and, and, and Sterling himself. I think he's the one, if you're going to play an underdog, you play Sterling because of his funky style, his striking, his athleticism. He's now been in there with Jan for four rounds. He's had a year to think about, get healthy. And he was just emotional because he wants this fight. He, he does. needs to prove the dollars wrong. He's not the champion. And he'll tell you he's not the champion. He doesn't accept the belt. He thinks this is a unification fight, an opportunity to become the UFC Bantamweight champion. And I think he's got a shot to do it. But my, my money, I'm going to play a parlay between Shemayev, Jan, and, and I'll go ahead and say Volkanovsky, uh, all three are going to win on Saturday night. Uh, but Sterling would be the livest of the dogs of the three. All I'll say is this. You're right about everything you said. But Aljo, after saying, I, I really don't deserve to be champ, he was partying with that belt. And I think that bothered Peter Jan a little bit when he saw that in social media. I noticed the hat, too. Go Sox back there in Go Chicago. Sox, he buddy. is Jordan Sherwood. Always appreciate him. Check him out with his podcast, the Unnamed MMA Podcast. When we come back, Reed Kuhn. He's got great models, great numbers. Come on back. It's First Strike on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Compete for free with the Modelo Golden Ticket Challenge. Join three UFC contests to fight for your share of $20,000 in total cash and prizes. Plus, find out if you're going to walk away with a Modelo Golden Ticket and claim four seats for every pay-per-view for an entire year. Head to DraftKings.com slash Modelo now to get in on all the action. Modelo is the official beer partner of the UFC. No purchase necessary. Must be 21 years of age or older. Terms, conditions, eligibility, and rules are at DraftKings.com. Please... Drink responsibly. It is always a pleasure here in First Strike to be joined by Reed Kuhn, who does drink responsibly, but does have really good um, 
say bourbons and whiskeys behind him normally pictured in our shot. And I see a couple of those again today. Reed, great to have you back on. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter as I do, at Fightnomics. He is the author of the same name. Let's get to this main event here at UFC 273 because, Reed, I am intrigued. And I know that your samples, when you've got volume, and I believe you do with Aljo and Peter Yan, how do the numbers factor in what happened the first time around when you have an illegal strike? that gives the belt to Al Jermaine Sterling in a fight that looked like he was starting to lose. Yeah, we actually kind of ignore that, to be honest. I mean, it would have been recorded by Fight Metric as a successful power strike to the head. Um, but, it, you know, the legality doesn't really matter. It goes in the books as a successful strike, regardless of whether being it, it was illegal. So it's in the data. That strike is in the data. Uh, the damage he took, the knockdown counts. Um, but... You know, the rest of it is just the historical data. And we do lean on the recency with these fights. We're weighing the more recent fights as more valuable, essentially, in our statistics as stuff that happened years ago. Uh, So it's still an important fight. And, you know, when I was thinking back to that fight, in my mind, I convinced myself, you know, it was a lucky fluke for Sterling. He was clearly going to lose. I went back and I rewatched the first few rounds, and you got to admit, he was actually pretty successful with mm-hmm. his pressure game. It was almost like a Covington style of fighting, just <laughs> constant, constant strike. He just did not give Jan the ability to mount any sort of offense. Now, Jan, to his credit, still did not get suffer any takedowns, and you know, he even threw some sweeps in there and put Sterling on his back. Uh, But when you think about that first fight, it was odd to see how good Sterling looked, um, given that everybody believes that he was going to lose. So the odds here are way steeper than the first matchup. The numbers are including their first fight, which in theory should give us a more accurate read. And where the numbers land, at least from where I'm sitting with our methodology, is that it is closer to a coin flip than the odds imply. And therefore, there is a lot of value on Sterling at plus 360. I I see it the exact same way, and I'm glad the models kind of bear that out. And again, for those that don't dig into the numbers like you do, they're going to see those numbers and think Jan is this massive favorite for a reason. And I think you just gave a really good reason why maybe that's fool's gold when they see that big number before they just throw it into their parlays. Your models have been very accurate as well with over-unders, which is relatively new for you here uh, with doing these now with the totals. This is four and a half for this fight. You mentioned the style that Sterling had in the first time around, kind of that blanket, try to wrestle you, and if not, I'm going to smother you to not really have you, let you have space with your hands. What are you seeing here as far as are we leaning towards a decision or might we get something inside the, inside the stoppage time? This is a close one. I don't see a ton of value in the current line on either an over-under or an ITD. Um, I do have a slight lean on a finish, at least if you're getting even or plus money. Uh, So if that's where the the odds fall, I might take a small stab at a finish just because it's sort of counterintuitive against uh, the grain. But Jan clearly has a power advantage, no doubt. He's a Bantamweight who has eight knockdowns historically. So that's a that's a big number for a Bantamweight. Uh, Sterling does have the submission game. The problem is we don't know if he's going to get the fight down. So on one hand, I sort of expect this to be Sterling doing the same thing, tons of pressure, and then trying to survive when Jan mounts his comeback. On the other hand, we could see both guys coming out with totally different strategies now having tested each other. We might see Jan able to pull the trigger a lot faster than he was in that first fight. And if he does, he, he has a lot of finishing potential with strikes. Then again, Sterling might now have a different way to get this to the ground. He might have a different strategy and his submission game is legit. So I do see finishing potential, um, which is kind of contrary to what we saw in the first fight. It was, it was very close and back and forth. 
But if there's value, that's where it is. Otherwise, it's a pass. Uh, that, of course, is a co-main event of the evening. The main event is the Korean Zombie going to try to get his arm raised and get a huge upset victory at 145 pounds against Alexander Volkanovsky here. When you've got over a $7 favorite, but you do have, i, I got to assume that those models, they take in obviously those two thrilling fights with Max Holloway that he's won. The Zombie's been around for a long time here. What are the models showing you here? Is this accurately priced? Yeah, just purely quantitatively, when you line them up, who is the superior striker in terms of metrics? Volkanovsky has clear advantages. Um, you know, he's he's much more accurate. He has better defense. He hasn't been as damaged. Uh, and then his wrestling stats are actually superior to Chan Sung Jung, uh, who does have some good submissions. He's done it before, but um, he just doesn't have the, the same control and dominance that Volkanovsky does. So just on paper, you line these up and you're like, okay, Volkanovsky should be the favorite. But then you have to remind yourself, how did Volkanovsky even earn those metrics? He earned it by going 18 rounds with some of the best around, Brian Ortega, and then twice with Max Holloway. Uh, that is severe level of difficulty to be earning such impressive statistics. So, like, I yeah, I totally agree with the steam here. This is this is Volkanovski's fight. Um, it would be unusual to see something you know spoil it, uh, and, unless it was maybe you know Korean Zombie catching a sub sub or something. But um, I'm also leaning the over. I also do think the Korean Zombie is durable, hence his nickname. <laughs> he, he can take a beating and keep coming forward, um, but. You know, going the distance, I'm not sure. I might, I might use you know a mid round, like a 2.5 round, um, that's pretty juiced as an over in parlays or something like that. Uh, but the overall model does see this going further than market. You know, Reed, it is fascinating when you look at uh, Chimaev against Burns here, and, and our experts. I feel like we're getting some some difference of opinions here. So I wonder when you look at the numbers. Do you even have good numbers in Chimaev because he gets in and out so quickly? He's only taken one strike in his UFC career, and Burns is a guy that we know. And we know he's a blown-up 155-er here, but what are the models showing? Because I feel like, at least in the numbers, there is a lack of respect out there for Gilbert Burns. Yeah, Burns is a formal, former uh, title contender. I mean, the guy was legit, um, but you asked about the numbers on Chimaev. Uh, yes, we have numbers. They are insane. <laughs> there, but they, the problem is that there are not many of them. We have 13 minutes of data. He spent over 10 of those minutes dominating someone on the ground, and has he? Like, what about his defense? The guy has been hit with one significant strike in four <laughs> fights. It's insane. I've never seen someone get this far into their UFC career, at least in the modern age. You know, maybe Hoist Gracie got through a few fights without getting hit. Uh, but Shemaev, it's insane. So he is absolutely a dominant force, uh, and he's going to be significantly bigger uh, frame-wise. And so once you know you add in the post-weight cut, he'll probably also be heavier. The problem is that, yes, yeah, sample size is a real issue here. Um, his fights were so short and so dominant, it leads us to believe that he's capable of this even for long periods of time. And I'm not sure that's the case, but – yeah, I'm throwing Chumayev in some parlays probably. Uh, I'm personally not buying Burns at this point. You know, you look at uh, Jared Vendera here, small favorites, maybe even almost a pick we're seeing now against Alexi Olenek. And I was told today this stat, that when Olenek began his career, he was closer to when Watergate happened to where he is now in 2022. That's how long he's been a pro. So how in the world can I wager on the 44-year-old at almost a pick price? And I know you've got tons of data when it comes to Olenek. Yeah, Olenek, um, I think you know what you're getting. Uh, yeah, the guy is one of the oldest people to compete in the UFC. He might be the oldest. I'm not sure 
his striking stats are not impressive. He's been dropped five times, um, and his chin is getting worse. His, his defense isn't particularly good. So on his feet in a shootout against Vandera, uh, who throws a heavy mix of power, he doesn't have a lot of knockdowns, at least so far in his career, but he does have decent accuracy, and he, and he has um, thrown a lot of power. Like He doesn't really use the jab. The problem is Jared Vandera has 20% takedown defense, huge liability against the boa constrictor who's capable of getting a choke from pretty much anywhere. Um, so tons of finishing potential because if they do trade, uh, Alina could go down just with a few strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he does get the takedown, this is this is a definitely a tricky spot. We've got horrible ground statistics for Jared. <laughs> um, and yet the model is like, uh, I don't know, betting on guy 15 years older, maybe not the best choice. Um, so if anything, I'm, I'm leaning with Vander, especially since the odds are basically coin flip. You're going to get decent value here. Um, this is almost like an age bet. This is just betting the macro trend. Um, don't feel great about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably not going to over-index on it in, in terms of parlays or anything. Uh, but this is either Olenek gets a choke or he eventually gets put down or loses on rounds due to better striking. Got about 30 seconds to go. Just very quickly, out of the ladies' fights that we have, Mackenzie Dern against Tisha Torres or Aspen Ladd against Raquel Pennington, which numbers do you think support a, a better case here in what we think might be relatively close fights? I think the Dern value is better. She, I know she she was flirting with being an underdog for a while, and then it flipped. Um, her grappling is world-class, obviously. The problem is Torres has only 58% takedown defense. That's not great. Mm. Uh, it's, it's not even average, to be honest. Um, and she hasn't been control. She hasn't been in control a lot on the ground. So that's a liability. I think Dern eventually gets this down. I think she survives enough on the feet, and she could get a submission or at least wrestle this way to victory. Reed Coon, great stuff as always. Enjoy the fights, everybody. UFC 273, this is First Strike on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.